0: I am Jacqueline Renee. I'm Danielle. All right. And we are here for another week.
1: Week two. Week two. We made it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we getting it together, y'all. All right. So um, let's get into this catch up. Mm-hmm. What's your week? What's been going on? Um. Well, you
0: know. The week was good, actually. Um, it was a busy week. Lots of work to do, but overall, it wasn't bad. You know, my weather, we had a few storms, you know, but after the rain, always the sunshine. So the week ended well. We ended on a good note. But yeah, overall, uh, happy it is the weekend. Yes.
1: Yes, it is Friday. Friday. y'all don't even understand how happy i was that today is friday sweet baby jesus i had a hard working week i had a hard mommy week and i'm just excited that i get a break do you hear me okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh kid free this weekend it was kind of cold this week, but it's okay. Um, it's going to be a little cold this weekend, but spring is around the corner. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is coming. I'm sorry. I'm just a little excited. And I'm so excited because we yeah, y'all don't understand what we've been going through tonight. And we finally figured it out. So I'm excited. Right. So <laughs> we were struggling today. It's been like two hours.
0: <laughs> right. Trying to bring something better to the table. And this is it, though. We did decide it's the last time we bring a sound or anything up to y'all. Y'all either going to listen or you not.
1: Man, Get with it or get <laughs>
0: going. Okay. And don't come back acting funny when we get our sound super on point. Talking <laughs> about, oh, well, now that they got it together. No, we always was, uh, was out here trying to do it. So, uh, but yeah. But we,
1: okay. so work in progress and we get there. Right. So, let's go ahead and get into our topic for tonight. All right. And the topic for tonight is adulting. Adulting. Something I cannot stand doing.
0: Forced adulting.
1: <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Exactly. All right, so I have a question for you. Okay. So, what is adulting to
0: you? Oh, um, adulting to me is taking care of your business, um, you know, keeping your lights on, keeping your your house together, keeping your bills in order in general. Um, also, you know, being an adult and minding your business, um, you know, mind the business that pays you would be best, you know, to say. I, you know, I won't even pretend like I'm great at that. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm nosy and petty. So, God, Whoa, i think that was deep in the bloodline god's not through with me yet so <laughs> but um but yeah so i think it's it's all of those things and then i would say consistently creating goals and mm-hmm. um it's gonna sound cliche because solange just dropped her new shit and i know it comes up haven't listened yet but doing things intentionally and creating intentions um mm-hmm. But I do feel like that has become a huge part of my adulting experience, and it's been really helpful to be more goal-oriented and, you know, set intentions. So,
1: so yeah. All right. Well, I feel like adulting, to me, is everything that you mentioned. And I feel like adulting was a setup. You know, when we was kids, you know, our parents just tell us, don't be a kid. You know, you don't want to grow up too fast, but guess what we want to do? We wanted to grow up. And now that I'm here, I'm like, God dang it. I wish I would have listened and been more of a child. Stayed in a child's place. (laughs) Because this adulting shit sucks. But, okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I mean I, it, has, it has its good points, you know, where you know you can come and go as you please, you can do what you want to do, but it's like your parents said, you got to pay the cost to be the boss, and I pay the cost every day, right? All my time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all my money.
0: <laughs> well, my first question for you. Um. Yeah. So we know, speaking of you know bills and obligations that we just kind of talked through, um, you know when you when adulthood hits you, it's almost like it smacks you in the face you know it's a fire hose to to the face um, what bill or obligation um, did you underestimate coming into adulthood and then particularly coming into um, being a
1: parent okay um, so at first my answer was paying my mortgage because I hate paying it I just don't like it but you know, when we've had this conversation a little bit. The mm-hmm. point about the cable bill, and I was like, "You are right. <laughs> you do underestimate cable in real life." Because I really, you know, I think because people, I guess because when I was younger, you just see the commercial you know so you see the commercial $60 a month $75 a month but when you become an adult and you're actually really paying those bills you realize that that's just only a promotional six months and then it does <laughs> right but as a child who's not paying no bills you're like oh come on we're tripping cable ain't nothing but $75 we can order this movie not knowing that the cable bill is damn near $200 and something because you got the internet you got the cable you mm-hmm. <laughs> You got the phones, you know, so yeah. So cable and, and as a parent, what did I underestimate? I totally, totally, completely underestimated um daycare. Oof. Um, I do know I knew having kids was expensive and I did know that daycare was pretty expensive itself, but um I didn't realize that I was gonna be paid more and daycare expenses a month then I pay on my mortgage. Oof. Jesus. <sighs> it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. So, so what about you? Huh. What Um, you to estimate? Um, yeah, I would echo Cable. You know, I... Oh, yeah, you know, I took your idea. No, that's <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, sorry, yeah. No, I would definitely say Cable because, you know... We had a little bit of, you know, the basic cable maybe growing up, Um, you know, enough cable to definitely watch television during those days. But yeah. as I got older, it was like when I saw how much, to your point, how much it was to start off and how much the bill would eventually increase to, it was just never a priority for me because I wasn't that much of a TV person. So, you know, growing up, so it was like, okay, I'm not paying all this to watch TV in my dorm or wherever,
1: if it right. wasn't a
0: part of my rent, you know, like the a, like a package deal, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I paid for cable one time actually as an adult, and that's when I was living in Kansas. Okay, because there wasn't nothing else to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't gonna lie to myself, you know, and bore myself to death in that in those times. So I did have cable. But actually, funny enough, towards the end of that time, that's when I started listening to podcasts and start watching a lot more YouTube. So when I moved from Kansas, it was a lot easier for me to once again not get cable because I knew I didn't need that shit.
1: Makes sense. Okay, so I I got a question. Mm So at what age did you feel like you were a real adult? Because, you know, they say when you turn 18, you're an adult. But I feel like at 18, you're definitely not an adult. I feel like I didn't become an adult until recently like within my 30s.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because before then um yeah, I needed help and I needed to do stuff and I didn't understand a lot of, a lot of things, but now I feel like I'm a real for real complete adult. Yeah. Cuz I'm in charge of another person's life. Yeah. And, and you know, with the past year or so, buying this house and having cars and it's like, huh, you doing real things in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? So for me, um,
0: I would say pretty much the same thing, like clo- uh, approaching 30, you know, closer to 30. That's when I felt more like an adult when I could pay all of my bills and, you know, not try and dodge anything or, you know, pretend like something really didn't exist um, or, you know, just have to feel like my money would not go as far as it does now. I feel like, you know, I'm a, a lot more comfortable, like in between checks, you know, I feel like most of my bills are on an auto pay situation, so... I'm grateful for that because that way, hey, y'all go get your money. Don't bother me. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I feel like I just don't have to worry about, you know, how something might get paid for in the same way. I don't have the same anxiety around money, you know, that I had 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, you know, I was old enough to be considered grown, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, it feels like coming more into my 30s, it was a lot more. Of a realization or a feeling of being grown. So, okay. So, yeah. So, my next question for you. Um, what is your biggest money-saving hack every month?
1: Um, Shit. I, I need <laughs> to start saving more money every month. But I feel like if I was to actually follow this and do it, I would save a shit ton of money. Um, Not eating out. Mm-hmm. But I out a lot and that's because um I'll be tired by the time I get home I'll be so tired and sometimes I feel bad because I'm like my baby is gonna be she's gonna gonna love chicken nuggets and macaroni all her life or (laughs) chicken nuggets and french fries (laughs) don't make her one of those kids please (laughs) I'm trying not to I swear I'll be trying to introduce her but I I did good the other day though I went and got Boston Market instead of you know Wendy's so she had like somewhat of a real meal (laughs)
0: we're we going to continue to work on y'all. <laughs> if that was the upgrade, we got we got work to
1: do. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I'd I just be tired. I'd be so tired. And it's not that I don't want to cook, and it's not that I don't like to cook. It's just I'm exhausted at this point right now. So
0: Have you thought I, about one of the um, delivery services, like Fresh, Freshly or whatever the hell it's called?
1: Oh, when the meals are
0: already prepped and stuff? Um, okay, I guess you're right. They it's not prepped meals, but they do send you like all of the uh-huh. ingredients. Yeah, I don't have to go to the store. Yeah. I still gotta cook though, that's the thing. But you know, that should be peeled, portioned out. Like, you know what? This is actually a perfect moment for a shameless plug. You can go to Lexi's YouTube and she mm-hmm. does um a Demonstration of one of the little fresh meals she got, and she whipped that shit up real quick.
1: That sounds amazing, but let me tell you. So, <laughs> I, let, me, let me tell you what I do. So, I get up in the morning, I get up at about 5 30, 5 every morning, mm-hmm. and I take a shower. Hopefully, my baby is still asleep. And then I get out of the shower, and I kiss her, good morning. And then she, morning, mommy, mommy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I get her ready, get myself ready, and I try to get out the house by 7. I'm never really out the house by 7. It's usually 7.19 at the latest. Mm-hmm. So we always running late. That's the first thing. Drop her off to daycare. And then I go and punch the clock for the make. okay? <laughs> and I sit there for eight hours. <laughs> reading files, trying to argue with loan officers to give me what I need to push these files to these underwriters. (laughs) Then I get off work, and I'm rushing. And when I say rushing, I'm gas pedal to the floor to get to daycare to pick my baby up before I get a late fee on top of the monthly fee, okay? Oh, my God. So by the time we get home, it's 6 o'clock, okay? Mm mm-hmm. And her bedtime is at 8. So I be feeling guilty that I only really get a few hours with my child a day. So I don't be wanting to spend it cooking. You know, I want her to come in. I want her to eat. I want to eat. And then I want to play with her for a little bit and talk to her, you know, and then go to sleep. And then we do the shit all over again.
0: Girl, we're going to have to get you, you know. I
1: the nanny? How about somebody pay for me a nanny? Maybe
0: like, you know, a meal prep service. That way they can make foods that aren't Wendy's and it'll be at your house and you could pop it in the microwave, but then it's good for you.
1: Okay, that, I mean, that just sounds expensive, but I'm just, okay. Okay. Like, ain't nothing competing with the 4 for 4, I guess. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: Well... I mean, I guess that's a great segue um, into my money hack. My money hack is cooking. Um, There's definitely a lot of great options out there and a lot of not so great ones. Shout out to Taco Bell. Um, But (laughs) whenever I really am trying to like watch that watch that purse, I definitely try to cook. Um, It does. It saves me some money throughout the week. If I don't eat out or go to lunch or whatever, then I might not pick my debit card up all week. So I do try. Yeah, I do try to to cook my food, and I'm going to send you my monthly meal planner, um, downloadable printout sheet, and that way, yeah, yeah that way you can start I'm just
1: to, the, the meal prepping mm-hmm. plan planning. I'm sorry, the planning. Yeah, okay We're getting it together. I appreciate the help because I need it. I know I'm all over the place right now, but it's okay. I'ma get it together. That's all right. So um what season of adulting do you think you're in right now?
0: Um, I feel like if there's a such thing as like um like, okay, you, you know, like you playing Mario and you know how you get through like the first, I don't know, maybe first five levels or so. And it feels like, okay, like, I feel like I've come far, but then, you know, you get to that one level, like that Bowser level where it's like, uh-oh, like, na 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 you know?
1: <laughs> but then, but then you get through that. Right? I just feel like now that you just said that, all
0: I like keep hearing it is playing over and over again in my head. <laughs> For real. So, right, you know, one of them rounds. And, but I feel like I got through that round. And so now I'm in like a new fresh set of hell. And, you know, you just don't. I won't call it hell because it's good. But it's just like you don't know the challenges that lie ahead. You just know that you've gotten, you know, through all of these levels and like even the challenge level. And now, you know, you're at a place where everything is kind of like reset and new challenges, of course, will come because life will go on. But, you know, I don't really know what that those challenges look like ahead, you know. So. (laughs) So it's like
1: that. (laughs) I feel like my season is the season of transition. I feel like I have a lot of moving parts. A lot of different things happening, a lot of stuff going on, and it's just I'm in transition, you know, um, transitioning into becoming a single parent again, mm-hmm. uh, transitioning to now having a second child. So
0: another uh, little nugget. I
1: know, right? And it's just like it's so weird because it's like I finally get you know, through that hard stage of having a newborn and then an infant and not getting any sleep, and
0: mm-hmm. now
1: about to go back to newborn, no sleep, <laughs> doing the crap by yourself again. So I just feel like I'm in transition. I'm just figuring it all out. and um, But I think I'm doing it pretty well. You know, I'm handling it pretty good. That's good. You know it just is what it is you know you gotta roll with the punches you know that's how we was raised and uh we wasn't raised by no weak women right and we watched them do it and we're
0: just gonna continue on well all right
1: shout out to the mamas i know
0: right all right is it your question or my question i think it's yours okay okay so um again great segue so speaking of family so, how does family, whether it's immediate or extended family, um, make your version of adulting easier or more difficult?
1: Yeah. <laughs> easier. Who makes anything easier for me? <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah, that sounded so sad, but it's true. Um, I don't feel like anybody you know, I, let me take that back. I do have family members that do, um, like try to reach out and check in on me. And, um, and if I need them, I know I can call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like my immediate family, you know, since I'm surrounded by men, you know, men are just a little selfish yeah. and they don't think about you like. You know, that. so my immediate family, you know, everybody's doing their own little thing and I feel like I'm everybody's mama and everybody come to me when they need issues or they need help or whatever. Yeah. So start to learn the power of no, because I feel like, um, if something was to happen to me, if everybody comes to me, if something was to happen to me, who'd I get to go to, you know? Right. So, and I feel like, like I have to now be in a place where I'm a little bit more selfish with my my time, my money, my energy, my everything, because I have kids of my own that I have to provide for and take care of, and yeah. I have to do for them, and they're my number one priority. Everybody else is grown. I got figure that stuff out for yourself, you know? Yeah. So,
0: um Amen. Who's there to save the hero <laughs> after she's saved the world, okay? That's uh,
1: swear, I feel like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders <laughs> well. Yeah, well, I would say that
0: family, you know, they don't necessarily make adulting harder for me. Um, but overall, I think there is always just this pressure to continue to move forward. And if you have a good family unit, you know, or family structure, they're pro- that probably never goes away. I don't feel like it will ever go away. You know, just the feeling of wanting to do well for yourself didn't do right by your family. So, you know, but overall, I think I'm grateful, you know, to not have like anything, like my immediate family can all take care of themselves and they're all doing good for themselves. And like, I would say even that, you know, one extended layer of of extended family is doing pretty good for themselves overall, you know. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I understand. Sounds good to me. I think, you know, adulting is just, it just is what it is. It can be hard sometimes. It's easy sometimes. It's just day by day. So, you know, adulting is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all
0: right. So that's a great segue into the Hey Girl Hey. Hey Girl
1: Hey. Hey Girl Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> we got some things today. We got okay. Stuff to get to, girl. Come on, let's get to it. We got some good stuff, too. Okay.
0: All right. So. Save the uh,
1: best for last. What's
0: the best for last? You know, you
1: can't save the kills for the last.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Can, I can we do- start off with
1: the Chloe thing, though?
0: Sure. Let's do that. Okay. So miss, so I, of course I I don't think anybody lives under rocks. So, um, story came out that, uh, one miss Jordan Woods was seen creeping out of Tristan Thompson's home at 7am after being there all night. Um, excuse me, supposedly, you know, being messy basically. Um, Mm -hmm. That probably happened a week ago and then next thing you know, you know, the internet caught wind, the Kardashians, you know, unleashed their claws and went ham on Jordan. Well, um, unbeknownst to me, but I'm sure many people that probably followed Jordan a little bit more closely may have known, her family is very close with the Smith family as in Will and Jada Smith because her father worked on... Fresh Prince, um, when he was alive, he passed away recently or some at some point. But the whole run of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was a part of that production sound group, whoever. Um, so, she grew up obviously doing all right. She met the Smiths and then in turn from the Smiths, she met the Kardashian Jenners. And she's besties with Kylie. Well miss jordan got caught creeping around with tristan and because she is well connected in these streets and already has a family you know that has some celebrity pull she went on to red table talk and spoke with jada Mm
1: Mm-hmm. she did so let's talk about that okay i feel like when i i'm just getting my opinion of how i saw it when i watched it okay i felt like it was a bunch of crap I felt like she was lying. She definitely was holding back something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For her to feel like she had to apologize um, because he kissed her on the mouth, that ain't all that happened, homie. I'm sorry. (laughs) That ain't that, that, that. Not saying that that could. She probably didn't sleep with him. I wouldn't put it past the fact that she probably didn't sleep with him, but it's just the fact that. You were there all night. Why is that? Somebody uh, uh, first of all, your best friend's sister's boyfriend house all night, mm. and then you lie about it because if you wasn't doing anything wrong, it wouldn't no need to lie about it. And then for you to give this drawn out release of your side of the story, and the only thing that I got out of it was that he kissed you that morning. I listened to it. And I came home
0: and really thought about it or thought about it on my way home and thought about it some more when I got home. Um, So like I just mentioned, the way I opened up for her, like little Miss Jordan Woods is blessed. Okay. She came from a family that was already in Hollywood essentially, and then got well connected with a couple that is essentially a power couple in this day and age. So at any given point in time, like, Quietly, she doesn't necessarily need the Kardashians to live a nice life. And then because of that, she also has access to a platform where she can control her own narrative because most people wouldn't get that. Um, And then once so once I start watching it, I'm like, okay, like I see what see how they set it up. And the first thing she said, you know, to kind of talk about what she could could have controlled or could have done differently was how she said she just shouldn't have been there. You know, she was hanging out with some people after the club and they were going to Tristan's house. And, you know, she at first thought, okay, cool. I know this person, but low key, she should not have been there. And I feel like even an extension of that, like if you were going to go and you felt like this is something you wanted to do, I get it, you know, she's grown, people are grown, but there's still a certain level of permission that I would have wanted to seek or that she should have sought like, hey, Kylie girl, you know I'm going to Tristan's house with the homies tonight or or do you think that's gonna be cool or if you don't want to feel like you're really asking somebody, just at least run and buy her like a little you know cyA cover your ass like, hey, Kylie girl. We going to Tristan's house. I don't know who, you know, picked this place or who's the homie, but that's where we gonna be. Or, you know, hey Chloe girl, you know, whoever you might need to reach out to. And then if so, she didn't do that. She was over there, and then when she started to get into the details, it was like, okay, she mentioned that um they were there, they were drinking, and that. She, the rumor had come out that she was giving him a lap dance of some sort and she explained the seating arrangement and said that he was sitting next to her um, either on the couch or in a chair and she was sitting in some seat or on the arm of a chair that was a little bit higher and she draped her legs over his and I'm like okay uh, another problem because you're just creating again a narrative that people can run with and yeah. then so from there This is where it gets real dark and the story doesn't line up. So at some point she says, right, got drunk, but not pissy, right? She still remembers everything. So that means that since this was all after the club and you were at his house, you know, hanging out, it's probably, let's call it three o'clock in the morning, maybe even four. And you just, that last drink kick in and you fall asleep. Well, where did you sleep? Like it should have been easy for her to be very clear and say, I fell asleep on the couch or I fell asleep in that chair. And then you wake up and you're like, okay, let me get out of here. And Tristan's like, oh, it's cool if you stay. And you're like, no, I have a car waiting for me. It's like, okay, I'm just trying to understand this scenario. Right. Okay. Let me keep going though. Still. Then at that point, he walks you to the door and gives you a kiss out of nowhere like Mm -hmm. there are so many things that don't add up between again call it 3 a.m and 7 a.m where did you sleep if you woke up at 7 like damn the sun is up and we still here where did you wake up are you telling me that Tristan slept on his own couch or in one of his own chairs in his house Mm -hmm. are you telling me that in that moment, he saw you wake up and said, oh, it's cool if you stay. And you're like, no, I'm going to go. And then he walks you to the door and kisses you. That's where I feel like your story kind of has too many holes in it. Because what sounds more likely is that you did, maybe you didn't sleep with him, right? Like you said, maybe she didn't have sex with him. But the way that plays out, it sounds more like you woke up next to him somewhere, said, I got to go. He said, it's cool if you stay and you said, no, I'm going to go. And then he walked you to the door. Right. Because I've fallen asleep, passed out drunk, you know, at plenty of people's houses. And nine times out of ten, when you wake up, all you're trying to do is wake up quietly and keep it moving. And there's a lot of times when nobody is around because you're the one that passed out on the couch. Or maybe it's you and your friends that passed out together on the couch. But the owner of the house went to bed you know yeah so i'm like i mean how wild were y'all getting and even then it's like maybe he didn't want his you know front door unlocked for long but just this idea of him like oh let me walk you to the door it's courteous it is chivalrous i get that much but again it sounds a lot uh more palatable when it sounds like she was basically woke up next to him in the bed he he said you ain't gotta go right now she said nah, let me leave and he walked her to the door and kissed her then
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And not to mention the fact that she kind of threw Chloe under the bus and released the fact she was like, and they, because I guess they technically weren't together. Her Chloe Mm -hmm. and Tristan technically were broken up, but they just didn't release it to the public. So she was like, and they weren't together anyways. So when she said that, I'm like, why would you have to put that out there? Like, okay. And then... Also, the thing that I also didn't like about it was I don't like that um Chloe is saying that she's a homewrecker. No. And she's putting all the blame on Tristan. But I mean on uh, that girl On Jordan. Jordan. She's putting all the blame on her and not the man that she that told her now Granted, Jordan has a little bit of a responsibility because yeah. you were this girl's somewhat of a sister to her. Right. So you should have had some loyalty to her too. But at the same time, the the, the man that's sleeping in your bed
0: yeah. should
1: have really been the one that should... He's the homewrecker. He's the one that's been fucking up. He's the one that's been lying to you. You know what I'm saying? And to me personally, I feel like I could be wrong, but I've been seeing stuff on Instagram where people was like, she's been messing with him for months Mm. and they've been going on dates for months. And um, honestly, to me, that kind of, it might not be true, but it kind of fits the scenario because you're so comfortable with being around this man and spending the night at this man's house. And, he kissed you in the mouth and you was just like oh let me just
0: act like that didn't happen right and that's again where
1: so 100
0: let's back it up yeah first of all mm-hmm. we could have led with the fact that tristan has presented himself as trash when it comes to relationships like exactly he had one jordan that he was with left that jordan for chloe was cheating on Chloe when she had the baby. So that's definitely why it's kinda like, how did we arrive at Jordan being a home wrecker all of a sudden? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's and then like really when you think about it, it's like, how are you at Tristan's house, but it's not Tristan and Chloe's house. Like that was that should have been a dead giveaway to everybody, honestly. Like what? like I I mean for real, like you're a fucking Kardashian. Why you don't live with your man? Like, I mean mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. There might be a reason, but it it is more likely that to the point of they haven't been together for months, you know, they haven't been living together. So there's that. And she did mention, right, that people have been claiming that they've been dealing with each other for months, but that wasn't true. So, so I don't know, but I feel like, and it's also interesting, just the age differences amongst everybody, like you know, Jordan is 21, Tristan's 27 and Chloe is 34. So, um, you've got a 21 year old who probably learned a hard lesson. And let's be clear. Even if that's all that happened is that Tristan proved himself to be ain't shit. And Jordan proved herself to be a silly 21 year old who did not Check herself and not go in this man's house, not alert somebody that she was there, not get drunk and stay all night, and then certainly not have him walking you to the door, kissing you, and then not telling anybody. You know, like it, again, there had to be a, somewhere in there where you wanted to cover your own ass somewhere, yeah. and yeah. that never happened. So, you know, you got to. A 21-year-old, basically, being naive, 20-year-old who learned a lesson. You got 27-year-old Tristan, you know, being up to his ancient ways. And then you got 34-year-old Chloe, like, you know, Jordan, man, felt like shit, I don't feel like calling my auntie to ask if I can go play at her baby daddy house. So, you know, I don't know. But I think, like I said, Jordan hopefully learned her lesson because this cannot happen again, She and she is only 21, you know, How would you think
1: it would happen again? That is the classic story of the sad chick. And that's what niggas want. And that's what bitches want to be.
0: I would hope that she, again, she has a lot of access and a lot of good, you know, adults and elders around her. And hopefully she'll take this as a lesson because I guess one thing is for sure, she not going to be able to go to Red Table Talk again if it happened again, right? You only have one time to to play this narrative the way that you want it to come out without, you know, feeling like all of your future ambitions are ruined. You only have... But
1: who's the thing that she hasn't been a side chick to other basketball players or other football players, (laughs) but it just ain't never came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is not shocking. It's not a shocking situation. And I don't feel like she's innocent in it at all. Like, the lesson is... Give some self respect and stop being sad, bitches. Damn. <laughs> well, okay. I think we both have
0: given Jordan our our chosen words. Okay, let's move on. Okay, all right. Um, so it's it's Friday. Um, got a new update this morning. So some girl on Twitter. Um, I don't know your name, so sorry to call you some girl, but. There's a girl on Twitter this morning who claims that a club in Miami um, where Future was a guest said that they were not letting any fat girls in and um, she kind of went on a Twitter rant and had a long thread about, you know, Future being fat phobic and overall, so this is my thing. Um, when it, first of all, is future. Um, I don't know when we expected anything from future, like future gave us March Madness and Dirty Sprite too. And that's about all that I need from him. He can have it all back. Um, but I don't personally feel like future can make that decision. And especially in a city like Miami, where it was probably somebody that owns the club or manages the club, you know, um, maybe, a some some guy, we know that much for sure, who said, hey, Future, you know, you're coming down. Like, <laughs> I don't really like fat bitches. You don't like fat bitches, do you? And Future probably laughed it off and said, nah, bro, we good. And that person then ran with it and said, yay, no fat bitches tonight because Future is here. Like, they're still, at the end of the day, paying, you know, him to be there. So, I don't think that he's necessarily just, you know, paying for the aesthetic like he's paying to appear and he might say hey yeah i do want certain people there but i think it also has a lot to do with the club owners and managers and bouncers and the image that they want to portray as well while somebody like future is there
1: yeah i was definitely about to say i feel like that's i wouldn't be surprised it's miami like everybody has this um idea or stereotype of what the women are like there and Mm mm-hmm All
0: that other stuff, so I'm not surprised or shocked by it at all. Right. So I just feel like, listen, we all know future is trash. Like y'all don't have to keep bringing new evidence to the table. Um, And you know, big girls, maybe you know, let's suggest some other cities where you can go to the club and be comfortable. You know, Um, I've always had a good time in New Orleans. Um, Never got turned away. Never.
1: And eat good. And eat good. Okay. What'd you say? I said and I'm super skinny, so <laughs> I love New Orleans. Um, I always have an adventure there. Right.
0: You know, Atlanta's a good city. You know, Future's hometown, actually. I don't think that they're, you know, turning away the big girls. Um, yeah. So, you know, try some other cities maybe, but we're not even going to get into, like, why Nadavius is trash on a regular day. It's... It's just another day and another bullshit ass story with him. But yeah, so, you know, just keep that in mind, ladies. Um, and then uh, next on the list, um, saving the best for last. Um, Robert Sylvester Kelly, age 52, um, was arrested. I want to say it was last week at this point um, on criminal sex abuse charges. Um, there are four victims, I believe, in this um, case um, or that are a part of these charges and he was there in jail for I want to say two maybe two nights and on a million dollar bond um, of course that means he needed to pay 10 percent to um, get bonded out and he was bonded out uh, over the weekend or coming into this week and he his first stop was the goddamn rock and roll mcdonalds um at river north that sparkle already said they used to love to hang out at so i guess nothing has changed um he dined on a dinner of mcdoubles and mcnuggets and hung out with his McFans. fans and yeah ever since then i'm sure you know the case has been building and he's probably been trying to scrounge up more money so I'll give you the floor to talk about Robert Sylvester Kelly, age fifty two, a little bit from your perspective.
1: <laughs> well, one, he's definitely about to go to jail this time around. Period. Um, and then what's so bad is uh I think I was listening to the radio or something this morning and oh I, I can't I can't remember it's somebody on his team, um, that was speaking out for him and was saying that R. Kelly recorded um, all his sexual activities with these girls because that was his way of showing that they gave consent. Now that sounds like straight BS. But okay, let's let's go with that. Let's go with the fact that, that you know, this is your way of trying to show that these girls are giving consent. But when she's sitting there talking about this fourteen year old stuff, Right. Um, it don't matter about consent, homie. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter about consent at all. Like how old are you? And she's fourteen? right yeah oh that's statutory rape homie yeah i don't care man. if she said she wanted to do it she could do it she you shouldn't have did it
0: yeah
1: and it's so weird because i feel like for me we talking like this because i was i am such a huge r kelly fan i love that man too. <laughs> but right is right and wrong is wrong right and <clears throat> right now and for forever he's been very wrong and i feel like at first you know we've known that these things have been talked about for years and years and years but yeah. i think it's been really put to the forefront after that little uh lifetime um movie came it was very put out there like everything and it was like "Whoa, okay oh i didn't know this type of detail though um but
0: anyways I, I think it was packaged up but there were it was it was interesting because if depending on how you follow the details over the years a lot of it came out in chunks but mm-hmm. yes to your point there were so many other things that were new you know new pieces of information but go ahead
1: but I also feel like too not just only R. Kelly but I feel like all these men that date these little young girls, mm-hmm. they need to be going to jail, too. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, we have, we'll one of these days, we'll have our full talk about it and talk about the documentaries we watched and what we feel about it, because our Kelly is stuck. He is stuck, and he's, he's probably stuck at the age of 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Not, mentally, he's not older than that, but... I would have to say this though. I, I know his baby mama, but his ex wife, I mean, not his ex wife, is probably excited because that Negro had to pay his back child support. Well, he can get out. So I know she was like, get me back coin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, that's $169,000 in back child support that had to get a paid in addition to that bond. So. Yes, everybody Mm -hmm. got to run their coin for Kells to hit the streets again. So, what about this Miss Lady that bailed him out of jail?
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. So, yeah, so I saw something on Facebook where they had finally found her and I guess she owns a restaurant and a daycare center. Yes. And people were saying that they need to boycott her restaurant and daycare center. Now, granted, Maybe the restaurant. But I don't see people taking their kids out that school. I just don't see that happening. Once you find a good daycare center, that's hard to do. But <laughs> to each is a home. I don't know. Um, but I also feel like I think she was on the news. Well, she wasn't per se on the news. But I guess she released a statement, and, and they were saying that um, she was like he's a friend of hers and that he's not the monster that everybody is saying that he is and she just wants him to have his day in court and let him prove himself being uh innocent and I just feel like look uh all means that's your friend and that's how you feel that's great you did a good I mean you were very generous and nice to give him that money to get it out and um
0: no so my thoughts on Miss Lady Bam so that nobody gets it twisted um this is the type of complicit behavior that is the problem um first and foremost now at first I did think you know he probably is just funneling money through different people and she kind of came forward as you know, just the messenger. Right. Cause I don't think you can bail yourself out of jail. So she just brought the money to use to get him out. But as the story has gone on, apparently, you know, this is money that she received after a wrongful death lawsuit, after losing her child, you know, to, I think, a uh, some sort of surgery gone wrong. And, um, Yeah, this was money that she felt like being generous with, but she's only known him for five months, met met him at the casino or the club somewhere. Um, And yeah, everything you said, you know, spoke like they were just these long, you know, forever friends. And it's just like, ma'am, like, what's really, what's really going on with you? And I guess I'll never understand this idea of being like a super fan because it it went from you know him just victimizing young girls to him kind of taking advantage of people around him that wanted to be in the industry and you know wanted to become bigger artists because of him or with him and then it morphed into him just basically like taking advantage of people that were easily manipulated and people that were super fans and Mm -hmm. I don't understand, you know, the super fandom, like she's 47, you know, in, you know, cake for R. Kelly auntie age, but it's really not just her. Like there's a lot of people that will not let go of supporting R. Kelly. And I don't understand it. I don't, especially people that like her, you have a, a, a daycare, a Christian daycare center that you're running. Like, you're dealing with people's children, so it's that much more sensitive in terms of, like, what your personal dealings are. Like, we wouldn't tolerate, and people let us bring race into it, you know? Like, it would look real dumb if some white woman would, a daycare center, bailed a white child molesting slash manipulator out of jail on sex abuse charges and claim that they were just friends and she was helping her friend out. Like, it don't sound right, no matter where it comes from. So, I don't get that. Um, I mean, boycott the businesses, whatever. But I get your point on childcare too. You know, like maybe shit. Like a parent looks at that and sees, like, damn, I don't like that behavior. But it's not a change they can make right away. But yeah, fuck your restaurant. Quite honestly, I mean, I don't. You know, hell come across nasty or not, but no, like this doesn't make sense and you're not helping. This man literally has shown us that he has a pattern of behavior that's not going to change down to him getting out of jail and going to the fucking McDonald's. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't get it and I'm not here for good sis, but but yeah. So um that's do you have anything else do you want to that you want to add on that or
1: no, I'm. You know, we don't have our R. Kelly combo. Yes. And we gonna bring all our good juicy stuff and documentaries and because this documentaries on documentaries with this man. So right. Yeah, we can bring those points together at another later date. So uh, and then I think we should just wait until after he has his child. Like so that way we can talk about all of them, you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And follow. Mm -hmm. yeah you know and hopefully you know it'll be a trial you know
0: summarizing his you know his road into a cell you know maybe they can set him up right there next to his vile ass brother bruce and they can just be (laughs) ain't shit ass niggas in jail together (laughs) (laughs) oh right okay so that was the hey girl hey for the week um (laughs) But yeah, so we'll go ahead and go into the wrap up. So we definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um you can find us on IG and The Book of Faces. Um please share your thoughts or comments. Um hit those DMs. Um we are at my cousins keeper 1 on IG and we are at my cousins keeper my cousins keeper podcast on facebook so the dms are open um the comments are open and we'd love to hear from you guys
1: yes give us some suggestions tell us what you think um hey tell tell us about your topics talk about the crazy adulting that you have to deal with yes Um, all the stuff just talk to us we're here
0: yes tell us about your adulting for sure because if y'all have some hacks we need to know them now, you know. We'll send out that meal planner. We going to meal prep down. We'll keep finding other ways to save money. So, you know, throw us some hints if you know them. But uh-huh. But yes on that. note, we'll sign off for the week. Again, I'm Jacqueline Renee and I'm Danielle. All right. Till next time. Good night. Good night.